0: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now back to more inspirational and uplifting stories, and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area, heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffert joining you today from the Diocese of Fargo, as uh, winter is making its last gasps, and uh, hopefully before too much longer, we'll get the grass starting to green up, uh, farmers getting into the fields. I heard an agronomist mention that throughout at least the state of North Dakota, uh, soil moisture levels are at about the best that they've been in recent memory this time of year, so we hope that conditions continue to be favorable for a harvest to uh, help to feed a hungry world this coming growing season. Now, a special programming note for this Sunday, which as you may know is Divine Mercy Sunday. In order to help you celebrate this beautiful feast, Real Presence Radio will be carrying a special version of the Divine Mercy Chaplet beginning at 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain Time. This, of course, is the hour of Divine Mercy. We invite you all to tune in and pray for the Lord's mercy to be poured forth on this very special day. And uh, joining us next from the Diocese of Sioux Falls, we have Father Sean Haggerty with us. Father, welcome to Real Presence Live.
1: Yes, thanks for having me this morning. Happy Easter
0: happy easter to you too we're very grateful you were able to take the time um one of the first things i was thinking with regard to your diocese is that there was some very fortuitous timing in the naming and the ordination of your new bishop right before all of these uh all of these things uh started to happen so uh how's uh how's your new bishop uh degrood uh faring here how are things going for him
1: he is doing absolutely wonderful so uh I have actually had the chance to get to know him when I was in seminary. He was my spiritual director for two years beforehand, and I was actually absolutely thrilled uh, that oh he was going to be our new bishop. I uh, knew him personally quite well, and and knew that he would be a great fit for us. And And he's been doing great. Uh, he got off to a great start and got a little sick because of all the uh, activities, and, and he's uh, back in great health, and, and he mm-hmm. just got done doing our priest assignments. And uh, uh-huh. there's quite a number of them, and he's doing a great job, I think. So
0: that sounds terrific, and we would just rejoice that you uh, have a shepherd uh, there with you. And we also extend our prayers and gratitude to uh, your retired bishop Paul Swain, and are uh, keeping him in our prayers this time as well. Now, um, we've been hearing the phrase uh, this week from a number of different resources that we are an Easter people uh, as Catholics. Uh, first of all, what does that phrase mean to you, Father?
1: Well, it means that Christ has conquered sin, he's conquered death, and uh, really with that, there's really no fear and uh, a great hope within us that whatever we're dealing with, whether it's uh, fears uh, of death or of uh, different uh, sin in our life that we seem like we can't conquer or addictions, that Christ has the ability to conquer everything. And uh, so it really needs for people to hold the people told us hope that Christ can conquer everything, and He has conquered everything.
0: And we have Father Leffer here with us as well.
1: All right. So uh,
0: tell us about the beauty of the resurrection of Christ Um, What it should mean to us, uh, the fact that, uh, as we heard, for example, on the Monday Gospel reading, that uh, the chief priests and the uh, uh, Pharisees were trying to pay off the guards and to cover up uh, the resurrection of Jesus, um, you know, by making up the story that someone had stolen him from the tomb, you know, you see all these convoluted things that people were doing in the immediate aftermath to to try to deny what uh, really is undeniable, the uh, victory of Christ's uh, rise from the dead.
1: Yeah, you know, I I think back to my uh, seminary professors, and uh, when I was very early on in seminary at uh, St. John Vianney in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota there, and one of our New Testament teachers, uh, he said, if Christ didn't rise from the dead, why would uh, all twelve of the apostles, except for, well, you know, John, Mm -hmm. why would all of them go go to their death? if if Christ really didn't rise from the dead. And that's a very compelling argument, that every one of them would go to their death for Christ because they knew that Christ had risen from the dead and that he appeared to them. And uh, so just the the testimony of their witness, uh, of their martyrdom, the word martyrdom itself means witness.
0: Yeah. Not to mention all of the other uh, clerics and martyrs, at least in, you know, those first generations in the Church, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: And so obviously they had encountered... The power of the resurrection, the power of the whole the power of Christ conquering sin and death within them. You know, Peter. You know, he denied our Lord obviously, and and even after the resurrection, Peter was still struggling. He was went back to fishing, and Christ sought him out and said, "Peter, I've called you to do this. You tend my sheep. I know, I know you denied me, but you can't let down what I've called you to do." And and Peter, when he got at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came upon him. He was he was changed. He was. There's something different about him. He experienced the, the power of the resurrection in, in him, and uh, and then he was able to go, to go to his death for Christ. You know, he was crucified upside down. But uh, mm-hmm. so that's that's the power of the resurrection being manifested uh, in the life of Peter, who before uh, denied our Lord. He was he was kind of felt like he wasn't chosen anymore. He went back to fishing. kind of gave up. I think we can all relate to that in our own lives sometimes uh, when we mess up in, in our lives, whether it's our vocation or we. Fighting with our spouse, or something difficult in our job, or we lose a sense of hope. We feel like we're a little bit lost, or we're not doing things right. Uh, that that Christ and the Spirit comes upon us, the power of the resurrection of God who is living comes in our lives. That we can we can overcome whatever difficulties there. We can we can face whatever fears there. Peter faced the very the very same people who, who condemned Jesus to death, at Sanhedrin. He mm-hmm. went right in front of them and uh, convicted them of that. And, you know, it's tremendous, that's tremendous that he faced the very ones that he turned his back on, uh, the very, very ones yeah. that he, you know, did not want to confront, and now he's confronting them. And uh, the power of the resurrection is a way of us enabling us to con- confront our fears, or so to face them, um, not on our own power, but of Christ living in us. Um, and, and, there's, and that gives tremendous hope, tremendous, mm-hmm. tremendous uh, vision of a horizon. Um, you know, like right. uh, I think a saint, or a Pope Benedict, he said, you know, a, a, a Christian is not someone who believes in, you know, like a moral belief or things of this nature, but it's someone who is, who's, encountered, uh, the, who's encountered the Lord, and it gives life a, n- a new horizon, a new perspective. I'm kind of paraphrasing, but when you right. talked about encountering the Lord, it gives life a new a, a new perspective, like there's a certain sense of hope, there's a certain sense of life, and, and uh, it really motivates us, too, you know? So mm-hmm. that's really the, the encountering of the resurrection of Christ who is living. We can encounter the Lord here and now, whatever difficulty we're encountering.
0: Right. As opposed to uh, Judas Iscariot, who um, utterly despaired. Uh, Peter, after having denied the Lord on that late Thursday, Holy Thursday night, uh, uh, wept tears of of sorrow and hoped in in the beauty of uh, uh, of repentance and, and was able to witness uh, the risen Christ. So, uh, Father Leffer, are you with us?
2: Yes. You know, Father Sean, I have a question for you, or insight, if you could give us. Like, so... I remember one year, a priest buddy and myself, we decided, you know, we live this great Lent season. Let's live an intentional, resurrected life Easter season. And and I'll never forget, like, about eight days into it, he said, boy, what? living this resurrected life is really hard. I'd like to go back to Lent. You know, oh. we, <laughs> like, we discovered, like, if you're going to really be a, an alive Christian who truly believes that Christ is risen from the dead, and you're going to apply that, and actually let the resurrected Christ have his way with you— it's a pretty intense life. I mean, it's, could you give us some insights? What does it mean to live the resurrected life or the, the power of the resurrection as a Christian?
1: Well, the Gospel from uh, Easter Sunday morning, uh, I think, really tells us a lot. When you focus on the, on the character of, of Mary Magdalene, and that she's encountering the resurrection, but she kind of wants to remain in Lent. Uh, as you recall, she's go at the tomb, and as she, when she's at the tomb, she's encountering the resurrection. She sees two angels, and she's still weeping. She's crying, like, "Where is he? I don't know where he is. She's seeing two angels, you know. And then on top of that, Jesus is right there by her side. She doesn't realize it, and she's continuing to weep and kind of having her kind of her, her you know, pessimistic way of looking at things. Of you know, Christ is dead, and, and everything's awful, and and whatnot, and. And I think, well, I don't think, but the power of the resurrection is to take our eyes off of just that reality that uh, it seems like everything is, is, is bad, and, and uh, sin is, has gotten the better of us, and to look to Jesus and recognize him presence in our midst. So Father, it's
2: kind of the moral of the story, is, it, is like, if I'm looking for a corpse and a dead body... That's kind of what I'm going to find, but if I'm if I'm a hopeful, upward-looking, looking for the resurrected life, I'll probably find that. Is that kind of the moral?
1: Yes, yes, exactly. You know, I, I the way I look at it, too, is with the coronavirus piece, you know, Christ is here at Easter where we're kind of sad that we're not with our families. We're sad that we couldn't travel to go where we wanted to, and, and Christ is here at our side saying, What are you crying about? What are you weeping about? And if we can have ears to hear when Jesus called Mary Magdalene's name, we hear Jesus. if we can take a moment to stop and to pray and let Jesus speak to us and call our name, we can realize that He's here present with us, as opposed to just sit there and weep and, oh, woe is me, and whatnot. Uh, mm-hmm. Christ is here with us, even in the midst of this uh, great tragedy. For those who
0: are, yep, he is alive, hallelujah. And for those who are just tuning in to Real Presence Live, Father Gross and Father Leffer are with you, and uh, we have Father Sean Haggerty with us, uh, joining us from the Diocese of Sioux Falls. And uh, Father, I think that Um, It can be easy to conclude for a lot of people that with Easter Sunday, you know, you've reached the the summit of the mountain, so to speak, and then you quickly come back down and everything just sort of returns to normal. Well, we have this octave of solemnities and then a 50-day season of Easter. So can you give us some tips about how we can live out this uh, truth of the faith of the resurrection um, in in such a way that we are taking advantage of this season and not just, um, you know, marking it very briefly and then Moving on from it?
1: Well, uh, first is we're right now in the Divine Mercy Novena, and uh, the Church invites us to pray and, and invoke God's mercy upon us. Uh, why? Because uh, the God's graces are so incredibly available to us. It's such a beautiful, great time. And to really, uh, well, participate in that Divine Mercy Chapel, participate in, in the Novena, the Divine Mercy. Uh, you know, we have Divine Mercy Sunday coming up here to avail ourselves of that. That's, that's part of some of the things we can do during this Easter season and, and to and ask God for mercy. You know, that's the beautiful thing about Easter is that Jesus, when he comes to the apostles, he doesn't say to them, Hey, you guys, where the heck were you? I was dying on the cross and you left me. He doesn't come at them like that. He could easily have done that. But instead, he comes at them with mercy. And that's the beautiful gift of Easter. Christ wants to come to us with mercy. And so to ask mercy upon ourselves and and then too, you know, we might be like, Oh my gosh, I'm back in old habits again and lent and but to know that Christ is merciful. He's coming at you with mercy. And and to as opposed to like again very kind of focusing on, on our fault, kind of focusing on, you know, uh condemning ourselves really, to focus on Christ who's present, who's who is mercy, he's he's with us. And so um along with the Divine Mercy Chaplet, I would say I'd take a taking moment to in prayer uh, to allow god to be merciful upon you maybe reflect and think about hey where am i being a part of myself where where am i not entrusting that to Jesus but me trying to figure out uh yet still how to become perfect and and how can i bring up to Jesus and allow him to be merciful and as I receive that mercy i receive the grace to begin to be converted i receive the grace like peters he received this grace from the Holy Spirit upon him that he had a power that he never thought he could have before. Those are all and great. Continue.
0: To, yep, continue, yes, yeah. Father.
1: Yeah, no, so, so just an invitation to uh, really be open to that mercy. Christ doesn't come at his apostles with, with, a, with a hammer and a fist. He comes at them with mercy and says, Peace be with you. Your sins, are, your sins you retain mm-hmm. are retained. Your sins are forgiven, you are forgiven.
0: What a terrific uh, set of tips there as we launch into this beautiful season of Easter. And even though it looks very different for many of us uh, with the suspension of public masses, and hopefully that gets lifted uh, sooner rather than later, we can still uh, make the most of this beautiful season and live out uh, the, the truth of Christ's victory and his uh, rising uh, from the grave in our own lives. So, Father Sean Haggerty, thank you for taking the time to be with us on Real Presence Live. Blessings to you and your ministry.
1: Yeah, amen, brother. God bless you. Happy Easter, and uh, as they say in Greek, the first Christian, Christos Anesti, which means Christ is risen, and we say, Alitos Anesti. He is risen indeed.
0: Amen, Amen. hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you very much, brother. Well, up next, uh, join us as we pray the Most Holy Rosary live on the air, keeping in our hearts all those who are affected by some aspect of the coronavirus and all those in need of some intention, any intention that you want to supply as you join us. This is for you, too. The Most Holy Rosary, next, as Real Presence Live continues. Live, engaging, and local.